The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here and analyze this. Some, some programming notes for tonight on Channel 12. Of course, the PBS News Hour at 7 p.m. At 8 p.m., we are all plastic people now. Investigate the hidden story of plastic and its effects on human health. And then at 9 p.m., nature. Dive into the worlds of six tiny animals and the greatest adventures of their lives. That's from 9 to 10. At 10 p.m., Nova. Explore the risks of high sky-high buildings from the structural limits the threats by nature that's nova from 10 to 11 p.m and then secrets of the dead take us up to midnight explore the events of the night vincent van gogh cut his own ear and how it defined his art now of course you're not midnight i'm a poor company which used to be a 11 p.m thing but time turn back okay so the news are what seven we are all plastic people now at eight nature at nine nova at 10 secrets of the dead at 11 and alan poor and company uh, at midnight. Um, having some bush tea discussion here. I got my good friend Dwayne Henry who uh, are joining me. Um, coffee this morning, my boy. Yeah, he is the wake up. But, uh, <laughs> uh, just, uh, you know, I know people are probably wondering what's all them boys that took my car to the mechanics club over here with your buddy Buddha. Look now, man, I, I got a mechanic run to make. I went to Buddha yesterday. I had to go get me oil and things from Buddha. Buddha had, yeah. Buddha got, got a nice setup over there, so I had to get me oil. I, had, I get the filters, but I had to go by Buddha to get the oil, so I go make right, that run. Right, yeah. Normally, my, my partner, Glenroy, to drop it down the hill for me this morning, but Glenroy running the boat, so I had I got I got to uh, work out some other logistics uh, to make that work. Right, right. So, so I'll deal with that uh, after. After the show, let, let, let me say something real quick before we move on to the other topic. Yeah, is that, uh, that, that based on I mean, regarding what we were saying about lawyers behaving in these cases, yeah, this is you know very, 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 very dangerous for our profession and all because now that gonna mean that your adversaries gonna come into court with any insane arguments and trials are not gonna be resolved because everybody gonna dig in and dig in and dig in and and and. And it's going to be horrible, in the, especially in the criminal justice system. But the fact that you could get up there and make these serious arguments without um, any kind of um, repercussions to your, either your personal reputation or, or to, to your actual practice, is, 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 let me tell you, that you talk about slippery slope. The, the slippery slope is the tip of the iceberg. What I wanted to do is I, I wanted to relate what's taking place with this high-profile matter um, and, and, and actually cycle it back to, to the reality and, and, and the rational thinking that, that you mentioned earlier, right? Here's the reality, Dwayne Henry. We are seeing, right, that the judicial system is now being more influenced by how much money you have, right, uh-huh. as opposed to whether or not the evidence and the merits of an argument made against you or for you um, mm-hmm. have more value. In other words, we can't even get to the merits of a case because this person has the means, right? Uh-huh. Or a person. Let's remove 45 from, from the right. discussion. Let's talk about somebody uh-huh. who is wealthy. They have the ability uh-huh. to string out 
the yes. process, right? By, uh -huh. by making motions for dismissal, finding every excuse under the world. Right like like say under the umbrella, right? Yeah, for this uh, to not get to a jury, and that right. that child and merits and 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 oh. that to me right undermines the fundamental right premise uh -huh. for everybody being treated fairly, Dwayne Henry. It's wrong. But it, it is wrong, and you know for years. Do you know anybody that um, practices against me? They know I, I, I you know, I uh, try to resolve disputes before trial. Even when I was a prosecutor, yeah. there's a lot of people that want to litigate everything, right? But the system, if we litigate everything, the system will totally break down. Mm -hmm. But we have this thing where now nobody is prepared for trial. Instead, what's happening is is a whole heap of what we call motion pre-trial pre, 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 pre motions request for this and blah blah this and other you know simple cases thirty thousand dollars in question and you're going through discovery of five years worth of information by the time you build this false and it's seventy something thousand dollars for a thirty thousand dollar case it just doesn't make any sense some of this stuff but 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 it, but it shows that if you are of solid means or or, yeah. or 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 never ending means you could get uh -huh. you, you could game the system by using every available tool um uh -huh. le legal tool to your benefit and i understand that life ain't fair but uh -huh. i mean there's there's a limit now to how many different things somebody can try as opposed uh -huh. to somebody who don't have those means i don't have it they need, might need a public defender then they totally uh -huh. Right, they're totally at the mercy of the of, uh -huh. of the system, and their case coming to trial within six seven months uh -huh. because they don't have the ability to prolong the, the matter right. in, in in the in the exactly. in, in the pretrial exactly. phase. It's crazy. It is crazy. Look at the civil side. Yeah, like I just said. Say you owe me thirty thousand dollars, right? Mm -hmm. I am a rich guy. No, say I owe you thirty thousand dollars. I'm a rich guy. You take me to court. I just dragged that out for you to defend that case. No, the, the, the value, the $30,000 has, has evaporated because it's already gone past that. Yeah. So you you don't have the means to fight it on the principle. So you have to give up. And you're going to end up being in the hole, you know? It, you know it, 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 and then that's only at the trial level. Appellate lawyers make hundreds and hundreds. Seven, eight hundred, fifteen hundred dollars an hour. You think it's cheap to appeal even to a circuit court? Try the Supreme Court. Let me tell you something, right? So you you know, they, they Trump and them, they, you know, they spread, you know, of course he ain't gonna pay these people, but the <laughs> the point is still <laughs> I can't afford to hire an appellate lawyer. So what happens is I'm stuck with the ruling at the trial level because this guy's gonna outspend me at the other level. You know, uh, on December the 1st, um, when you had uh, Judge Chutkin, um, when she ru ruled against the dismissal for this particular trial, the J6 trial, the same day the appellate court in D.C. Um, dismissed uh, an appeal uh, of a ruling where uh, Trump was, uh, you had police officers who wanted to sue Trump for, in civil court, right? right? Mm -hmm. In civil court. 
right? And they were aware of uh, the game or the tactics that, that Trump were using. And I want to, to reference uh, uh-huh. something that, that, that they mentioned in that, in that D.C. court ruling. When they say, right, they say delaying the trial date until after election, of course, that's what Trump wants for obvious reasons, right? Right? As right. Mr. Trump proposes, would be counterproductive, create perverse incentives, and unreasonable bur- and unreasonably burden the judicial process, allowing prejudicial statements to go unchecked for an even longer pre-trial, pre-trial period would simply uh-huh. compound the problem. Delay would not bring back witnesses who have stifled who have been stifled uh-huh. by Mr. Trump's commentary and the reactions of those whom he says listen to him like no one else. Now remove the pausing. The court is literally right. telling you, you know, we got a system here that we need to fix. Yes. And, and, yes. and, 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 and then it's a thing we call spoliation of evidence too. Over time, I, to, I, I had totally, that's why I, read, that's why I read that part. I had totally forget that. We're, we're, yeah. we forget that dynamic from the standpoint yeah. where the sooner you get to trial, the fresher the, the mind yeah. is and the evidence and knowing about what may have taken place. The longer you mm-hmm. take, then people recollection mm-hmm. ain't the same like it was five, six months before. Right. And, and then, like, with um, whatever evidence, you know, you know, normally spoliation evidence might refer to a physical thing. Like, suppose you have something that disintegrates. Over time. Yes, sir. And are you able to drag it out then? How are you going to present that? You don't have the actual evidence anymore because it's gone. It's, it's it, you know, um, so how, DNA so, evidence, if, if, if improperly stored, will spoil. Yeah, that's right. So, 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 so let's bring this home to the Virgin Islands, right? Um, because this is a local show, right? Uh-huh. If a majority of the people in any jurisdiction, not just the Virgin Islands, simply don't have that kind of money. What can they do, right? What can they ask of the court, right, to protect their rights as it relates to uh, to defending themselves, be, um, given that they don't have the means to drag out something to the point where, you know something, we're going to dismiss this case down the road. There are, there's some court rules that allow for sanctions. What, what, what about uh, what about legislation? What about legislation? Is there anything well, that can that can be done legislatively absolutely. to protect absolutely. to protect people who don't have the kind of dollars that rich people have when it comes to dealing with legal matters? <clears throat> absolutely, um, legislation, and like we were just talking earlier about the Constitution by enshrining certain rights. Um, statutes can be passed that um, produce, for for instance. Um, Pro se negligence type of statutes that 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 that, that presents a presumption, and so you see that, for instance, in um in in um like DUI cases where once the, the person refuse, you could refuse to take a DUI test if you want to know, but in a lot of jurisdiction that that refusal is a presumption of guilt. Yes. You know? Yes. So you could do stuff like that to counterbalance. This guy, you know, when when somebody comes up with a genius idea and it works in court, the legislature can say, "Okay, we gonna plug that loophole." In addition, Unless, it, of course, that, 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 it, 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 the loophole is a federally um, uh, right or a federal constitutional right. 
What, what, what about what about discretion at the bench? At the bench. What about discretion at the bench level, though? Um, shouldn't judge. Okay, the, the, so do, forget, how about, what about what? Discretion at the at the bench level. Do judges have the ability to see the the maneuverings of a lawyer or or the tactics that they're trying to uh, employ yes, and, and, and and have yes, the, and I have mean, the ability have the ability to put lawyers on notice to let them know. I see what you're trying to do, you know. Be careful. Uh -huh. Yes. Um. You, you see that actually in trials more when um, a judge will stop somebody from doing a line of questioning or whatever that is not allowed and will warn the person don't go down that road or an objection comes up and he says, look, I allow it, but let me see how far you're going to go with this. And if you go too far, the judge will stop you. Like I said, the, the opposing side can always um, file um, opposing motions, but that's it. So we end up in this motion practice thing. But then if, if, if you just killing me with a flurry of motions that really are not needed, you know, I can ask for sanctions based on, um, that, you know, just trying you trying to um, filing a um, spurious um, motions, uh, frivolous, mm -hmm. frivolous, frivolous motions. yeah, frivolous, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's not allowed under the rules either. You can't just file a whole bunch of nonsense in the event of trying to tie up the case. So there currently are some safeguards, but what we have now is is, is Trump totally stretching. And testing these safeguards because I'm telling you right now, anybody else on trial for whether he's on trial for especially in DC would not be allowed to go through all this stuff. That's never done that shut a long time. Now let me ask another question here that came up yesterday and, and bring it and bring it to, to 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 um to how local people, how we should look at the, the, the judiciary here in the Virgin Islands and whether or not it's uh applied equitably uh, or we just have to accept the fact that we're in a two-tier world under the American flag. Double jeopardy came up yesterday, right? As a, well, that's one of the arguments that uh, the Trump team has been making, right? Uh -huh. And and the one of the appellate court judges, and I'm, I'm going to tell you yesterday, um, they were in fine fettle yesterday. They were having a field day with, 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 with Trump lawyers. Um, the double jeopardy is, is, is what? If he was found, uh, if he was impeached but not convicted, you can't try him in, in, in this realm, right? Of course, that was shot down at the district court level because right. they were saying, look, uh, impeachment is a political process, okay? Exactly. <clears throat> what we're dealing with here is a criminal process, right? right? One dealt with civil consequences, this one dealing with uh, potential jail time, right? Or, right. Or, or a debt to be paid to society. Right? Uh-huh. Here is what the appellate court judge said, uh, and paraphrasing. You just kill your double jeopardy argument because you are now conceding that if, in fact, he had been impeached and convicted uh, uh, in the House and in the Senate, that he can be tried in a criminal court of law because you're saying that he now that because he wasn't convicted, he shouldn't be tried. Well, you can see that. And he tried his best to, switch, to wiggle around it, and he said, well, I qualified yes. Right? <laughs> so here's a question to you. How does the, what is double jeopardy, and how does it apply to lay people here in the Virgin Islands? And, and, okay. and local courts. State, okay. uh, state uh, and uh, municipal. In, in the trial court. Tri in the trial court, jeopardy, yeah. Double jeopardy 
Double jeopardy is when you are arrested, tried, and for, for double jeopardy to attach, maybe off on the timing, but double jeopardy attaches at a certain time in the process. Okay. Um, I, once I think you get to trial, I think double jeopardy attaches regardless of the outcome. Um, but normally, but you can't you can't be tried for the same offense. Is what it, is what it is, right? Uh, double jeopardy, twice. I'm sorry. You can't be tried for the same offense twice. Is is is, is, is right. the, pre- exactly the premise right. for double jeopardy, right? Right. Yeah. But it, 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 you know, generally speaking, you have to have been through the trial process and a final um, thing has been reached. Like a, you've been adjudicated not guilty, and then the prosecutor comes back and tries to to prosecute you on the exact same evidence and exact same set of circumstances. The cases where um, you hear the double jeopardy argument a lot in federal civil rights cases, like, for instance, if a policeman kill a guy in the local level, he's convicted of murder, and then the federal government decides to file civil rights charges. That's why the federal government doesn't also file murder charges against the person, because double jeopardy would attach because it's the exact same charge. Okay, okay, and with civil rights violations, mm-hmm. which is different. The civil rights violation doesn't mean that you kill somebody. It just simply means that you violated the civil rights. Correct. So those are two different charges. So double jeopardy doesn't attach there. But double jeopardy would attach if um, you were convicted in a, the local court of murder, and then the federal government, for instance, tries to try you for the same thing, or the same court. Say you uh, uh, convicted of murder and think crime, one guy, and then... Um, a judge in St. Somehow the prosecutors tried to bring the case to the district of St. Thomas again. Double jeopardy would attach there also. Um, but but um, they're, they're, you don't have to actually have been convicted for double jeopardy to attach it. It, it literally attaches at a certain time in the trial phase. Um, and so that's why um, lawyers, that's why prosecutors and stuff do things like if you know you don't have the evidence right now, but you think you can get the evidence, just go ahead and, and uh, dismiss without prejudice so that you can bring back the case. If we you got, dismiss with prejudice, double jeopardy attaches to. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. And I note that I want to make sure we educate the public and educate myself as well. As to what really going on here, because this isn't just about Trump. This is about everybody. This impacts everybody. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. A new year deserves a fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a nonprofit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. 
Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Falls, failures. High rise sunk 16 inches. But now, in a worldwide skyscraper building boom, toll buildings answer social, economic, climate change, urbanization, population growth. Can they be made safe and livable? Constant movement, flow, and interaction. The sky's the limit. High risk, high rise on Nova. Tune in Wednesday at 10 p.m. on WTJX TV Channel 12. back here on analysis don't forget to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning in to the wtjx news feed with marcelina ventura douglas at 5 p.m right here on wtjx fm 93.1 your npr station in the u.s virgin Islands. i got Dwayne henry joining me here for some bush tea Dwayne henry originally when the charges came out when the indictment came out back in august the argument was free speech the first amendment the, the, the yeah. president the president yeah, the president had to register that. Why do you think they pivoted away from that defense? Um, um, was that trying to uh, intimidate Jack Smith into backing off completely and failed? Or or, or do they realize that um, there's a limit to how much uh, you can defend yourself with respect to your First Amendment rights? I think the latter. I think they realize that, obviously, inciting a riot is not free speech. As a matter of fact, that is the very definition of why you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Mm-hmm. You excite, you are inciting a, um, a stampede. Because the, when when the when 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 the charges first came out, they were saying, "But now you're taking away my ability to talk." But uh, yeah, but, but, mm-hmm. but 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 I I I I find right that. Um, when you play on emotions, you can get away with an argument, but for so long, right? That's if you true. if you read the indictment, um, they originally said the president is allowed to say whatever he wants to say. It's just that they're under certain certain circumstances that he can't say certain things, right? And mm-hmm. and right, um, what really undermined him was his own attorney general, Bill Barr, came out mm-hmm. and said. Um, if you read the indictment, um, they're not charging him with with, with 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 speech. They're charging him with conspiracy, right? Right. And 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 uh, uh, conspiracy involves speech, right? You can't exactly. consp- you can't conspire without talking with without two people talking to do something to undermine or violate somebody's personal property, right? Mm. So it's it's amazing to me how they have pivoted from that argument. 
because he was claiming, well, I was I was working in my official capacity. So the question uh-huh. now is, um, do you think that because Mark Meadows' argument that he was working in his official capacity with his situation with Fannie, with the Fannie Willis case in Georgia, that that was rejected uh-huh. not only at the court level but the appellate level, that the Trump uh-huh. team has now said has now determined we need to stay away from that because we can't win no one. I believe so. Um, you know, that's in other words, has it, has it influenced has it influenced their approach to defending forty five? Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, you always look when you're a lawyer. You, you know, one of the things you do is you look at other cases. When you come up with an argument, you do your um, you, 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 uh, you research and you shepherdize and everything, and you look to see if there's similar cases where that same argument was thinking. If that argument especially was recently shut down last week in a federal court, you know, no sane lawyer is going to enter <laughs> <laughs> into a, go, go into a court a month later and argue the same thing that was just said. Because number one, it's very fresh in the judge's mind. Yeah. Listen, this other court just ruled that, especially even if, the, if it's an appellate court, even though it might be in a, dis, a different um, district or a different circuit, it is what they call persuasive authority. Uh, and um, it's not all the time a circuit wants to disagree with another circuit. Usually the circuits try to see if they're on the same sheet of music, but sometimes they, they arrive at what we call a difference in circuits, and then the Supreme Court has to come and, and, and decide, well, this is, is, is the deal here. But generally speaking, courts, especially trial courts, follow uh, precedents from above. They don't have to follow from the other trial court, but they look at it and nobody, no judge wants the issue. If, 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 if you... If Judge Malloy and St. Thomas issued a ruling, well-cited, great cases, all this kind of stuff, and Judge Lewis is not going to, you know, just willy-nilly, just because she doesn't agree with him, issue a ruling that's contradictory. Yeah. She would try, she would try to, if, if, if her ruling comes out contradictory, it's going to be well-researched on uh, individually on her part to make sure that, you know, she, she strongly believes what she's saying is, is correct. You don't just, you know, come out in opposition to somebody just because you don't, you know, different political persuasion or things. And that's the problem with, with, with the Trump and other, some of these other conservatives. They believe by simply putting judges in there that they're going to just simply get their way. But, you know... As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you went there. As a matter of fact, one of his lawyers, Alina Haber, she actually created a problem for the process and for Judge Kavanaugh because she made a public statement that um, the president worked hard to get Kavanaugh through the nomination process, and we believe he will rule in in, in Trump's favor. I mean, uh, uh, so she said not because not because of President Trump, but because he respects not because he respects President Trump, but he respects the rule of law. Of course, that was code language for. But you know what yeah. I really you know what I really mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, as a Supreme Court justice, shouldn't you be offended by someone thinking, well, just because you nominated me, I'm supposed to just turn turn a blind eye and not look at what is presented before us as it relates to evidence? I would be highly offended. And as a matter of fact, we have a, a lot of people here in, 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 in can, these can, can, can a court basically can, can, think like that. Oh, because you um, work for this administration or that administration, that means you're always going to be in line with what that administration says. 
people disagree with their bosses all the time and should be able to disagree. And when somebody says, oh, me ain't going to go to them because they, they, they're in cahoots with, with these people, it's pure nonsense. I got I got something here. One of my listeners just chimed in here. We respect the Double Jeopardy. Say good morning. Double Jeopardy is dangerous. After the 2017 twin hurricanes, my house was destroyed, and we went through five contractors after my insurance company benefits finally kicked in. We had to take the first contractor to court, and we won. We had to sue him again, and the judge was about to rule in our favor, but the contractor lawyered up, and his defense attorney cleverly came up with the double jeopardy rule claiming we already received compensation in this case when we actually uh -huh. were suing him for a totally different violation and the judge uh -huh. ruled in his favor. We got screwed for 16000 You see what we're talking about? Wow. So we're talking, wow. It's the exact same thing that you talked uh -huh. about where, where you're spending money, right? You're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to get back what is rightfully yours and in the process uh -huh. you're spending money and then you lose. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and you lose both whatever is owed to you, uh, and you're in a hole for all this money. So the, so Le the legal the, fees um, for legal fees. Yeah, yeah. legal fees. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. See, so the same thing we talking about. I don't want the public to think we just focus in on this federal thing because a lot of these trials on the mainland, they might not be identical, but they have a the, the same template. May may, yeah. may apply to us here in the territory. Final question with respect to this. Um, yesterday. Smitty, right? Jack Smith now in the classified documents case, um, oh. submit a, a, a complaint or, or, or inform Judge Cannon in Florida. We haven't received uh -oh. anything as it relates to discovery from the defense team. What going on? They claim they're innocent. Uh -huh. What's the what, what, what's the deal? What is what is the federal government looking for by letting the court know we so we doing what we supposed to do? Or no, the other side ain't doing nothing. What are supposed to mean, Henry? How, how are we supposed okay, to interpret wait. it? Because, because, okay, the because the burden is on the federal government to deliver to deliver a guilty yes. uh, a guilty uh, yes. uh, uh, well 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 evidence to prove that right. their indictment claims are legitimate. Uh -huh. Well, the thing is this: um, the the federal government can, um, or, or rather, in a in a case, right? You file for. Oh, I put in my discovery request. And then um, if the other side feels that you have something, but especially in a criminal case, the defense normally doesn't have to um, surrender any documents unless it's some sort of exculpatory or unless the, the prosecution drops a discovery request on them. Mm -hmm. If the prosecution doesn't ask for discovery, now the federal government, the, the, the prosecutor is obligated to give discovery, period. The defendant side isn't really obligated unless a, defense, or a discovery request was made. And it's that sometimes um, prosecutors will say, well, you say he's not guilty. Well, um, we want to see what exculpatory evidence you have. And you can't just say you, you you have something and not give it up. And I think that's where Jack Smith was going with that. Said, he, I don't know. He may have. He probably did make a, a similar type of request, and they just blew it off. But like I said, they're making these comments saying, oh, we can prove this, and we have this, and we have that. And then they're not producing it because they don't have anything. And, and that is a, um, you know, you could go to the judge and say, look, 
um, they're not complying with, with discovery requests, and, um, and and you could ask for sanctions. Okay, yeah, just just so the public knows what we're talking about, Donald, uh, and this is a Washington Press story, by the way. They said Donald Trump has proclaimed his innocence, but he's not in any particular hurry to prove it in court. Trump right. has entered no evidence in the discovery phase of his documents trial, according to a new filing in the case. The former oh. president stands accused of 37 charges related to keeping government documents in his Mar-a-Lago home and allegedly, right. and allegedly instructing representatives to lie on his behalf about when what had been returned. Now, now here's, here is why I believe Smitty, Smitty uh, Jack Smith submitted this complaint. The new oh. filing by special counsel Jack Smith teams opens with a significant fact. It was supposed to be a joint report on discovery, but there was no there was no need to involve Trump's team in the production of the status declaration since they provided nothing to report. Smith says right. his team has turned over three batches of discovery since the last status report in September, totaling more than 4,000 pages. By contract, Trump has submitted nothing. Right. So talk no, about this joint. Talk about this joint, uh, joint report on discovery. That's an agreement between both the the prosecutors, the prosecution and defense, as it relates to making evidence available to the court. Yes. Um, what happens when um, I drop a discovery request? I'm the prosecutor. You, the defense. You you send one back to to, to me, and and you know we have both sides have requests for discovery. The judge is in the. Is, is, in the sake of judicial economy, which is the efficiency of the court, will say, uh, normally here we do it actually during status conferences. They will actually stand up and say, like yesterday I had a status conference, um, and you stand up and and the judge will say, where are we at on discovery, right? And and then both sides will say, well, Jan, I got all my stuff on the other side. Well, you know, I got everything except for one thing. And I remember um, Tony Russell had made that thing. He said, well, I got everything except for one thing, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's normally the case like that, you yeah. know? You discover. So, but sometimes, in the interest of time and stuff, the judge will say, you know what, instead of a status conference, why don't you guys just submit a joint um, um, report? Yeah. And we do a lot of joint things, for instance, joint scheduling orders, stipulations on on, on, on and stuff before court, and that's all in its sake of in in the, in the um, manner of um, judicial economy to speed up the process and make things better. Well, then, now, so, so so let me ask this question. Then. Let me ask this question then. Right? Can a judge infer? Wait a minute. Um, the defense ain't submitting nothing. They get they, they give me the impression they're ready for trial. That's exactly what it means. That is exactly what it means. Okay, it's more but, than an so, so, so then that, that, it's well, that come, a but, presumption that you are ready for trial. But, but that's the a great com- that Ross used to tell you. But but but, <laughs> but, 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 but but doesn't that counter what they really want, which is a delay, a delay, a delay? In other words, <laughs> in other words, <laughs> Smitty now is using their lack of submitting uh, mm-hmm. um, um, discovery material as an argument mm-hmm. for, but how can they claim they need more time when they submitting nothing for me to look over and just waiting for me to submit things for them to look over? What really going on? They're great at garage. I practiced as a prosecutor in front of him when he came back as a senior sitting after Judge Doramo went away. Yeah. And um, Judge Ross used to tell us, you got all your discovery? Yeah. You got all your, your discovery? Yeah. You get any more chance? No. You ready for trial? Well, Yana, he said no. 
when you file this case, you should have been ready for trial. Or else don't file the case. He right? He read that. When the prosecutor are coming for more, oh, I need more, um, a continuance. No. Set up that trial date, you better be ready to go. Unless you said there's a problem with discovery, mm -hmm. you're not getting a continuance. But once everything has been given out, that means you're ready for trial. I, li I like how you, how, you, how you use a local example. Judge Ross's famous yeah, I like how you use that local example because this is what we really want the public to process, right? Because, mm -hmm. because at any time you could get in a, something could happen and you need to at least know what we're dealing with. Finally, right? When we oh. were in the legislature, the first thing that we used to do is adapt rules, right? Because we got to work within the confines of, uh, of structure, right? Oh. And, and I'm noticing when I read a lot of these uh, motions and briefs and all that stuff, um, they said um, federal rule this or rule this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why is it so, I, I mean, I know the answer, but explain to the public why it's so important that you have rules for deliberating and litigating. So that so, so that the process is really streamlined and fair, uh, counselor. It's very very That's important. Exactly it, 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 it ain't just about evidence. And I say you guilty and all that stuff. We got right. to got rules under which we playing in on the playing field. Exactly, it's to level the playing field. So you can go in there and do whatever you want on one side. You know, it, 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 it's really to, to you know to try to make it fair because. Because the whole thing is money-based, it's inherently unfair in the sense that somebody with more money has more chances, more bites at the apple. Correct. So to level that out, we have these different rules that not only regulate, the, you know, back to judicial economy, the conduct of the, uh, the case, but also gives some rights to the different, uh, to the, the litigants mm -hmm. that, you know, you have a right to ask for discovery. I have a right to ask for discovery. You have a right to ask for sanctions. Um, I have a right to ask for sanctions. You have a right to ask for continuity. And there's rules for each of that. You know, there's the federal rules of civil procedure and federal rules of criminal procedure. And there's a local version. They're almost similar, but there's some variations in the local um, rules. But the, the courts cannot operate without those rules. Very, very important. Trial cannot be had without those rules. It would be like total. It would be like in some uh, countries. Is that free for all? It's just one-sided. <laughs> it would be like that. Yeah. When we come back, the final talk, the final topic I want to touch on is yesterday you and I spoke a little bit about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. So when we come back, I want to talk about that because we have Martin Luther King Day coming up on Monday. We'll take a break. Right. We'll be back right after this. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Vincent van Gogh. He could, in a single day, make a great painting that is so intense and so iconic. Everyone knows the story of the moment of madness. 
a little sketch of an ear. The ear was cut with a razor. But what really happened that dark night? I kept finding holes in the official version, things that didn't make sense. Van Gogh's ear on Secrets of the Dead. Tune in Wednesday at 11 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big it, cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here and analyze this great bushy discussion here in the middle of the week, a uh, hump day edition with my good friend Dwayne Henry. And we're going to shift the discussion Monday. Coming is uh, Martin Luther King Day. And of course, you know, Dwayne growing up, um, we we were as children, at the, the beauty of growing up and getting more educated and having more freedom is we get to form our own opinions instead of people telling us how to think. And we, you know what I'm saying? All that good stuff, right? Remember growing up, right? We, they had us to think, well, um, Martin Luther King was perfect and, and Malcolm X was not, right? I'm going to leave it at that, right? You there? Can't hear nothing in the background. Look, you call him back. Okay, we call him back. Okay, but one of the points that I want the audience uh, to hear, right, is that as we get older uh, and, and we started reading <clears throat> and educating ourselves, and we came to find out that, uh, that uh, Malcolm X was not just radical. He was also about educating the people, just like Martin Luther King was and all that stuff, right? And right. And, and and Monday, the Caribbean community, I mean, over the weekend, I mean, Friday, Saturday, oh. and Sunday, um, they're going to have uh, a play, right, which oh. is the meeting, which really was just a passing a pass by two of them, two of them in, right. in Congress, right? They walk past each other, they share a little discussion, and then the next thing, and they never really had that true sit-down, heart-to-heart that everybody wanted them to have because one was um, doing his thing from the south and one was up in the north. So let me ask you this question. You personally, what was it like? It's the same thing with, 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 with Fidel and Che, right, where they want us to look at them a certain way, and then we come to find out, all they really wanted was a, a, a leveling of the play, playing field and opportunity for people, right? And uh -huh. that's pretty much the same thing that Malcolm X and Martin Luther King wanted for their people. So what was uh -huh. it like for you coming to find out, even though they may have had diametrically opposite approaches to getting to, to uh, Point Central, uh -huh. they still were of um, 
legitimate and, and sensitive concerns for everybody and people to have, a, to have an opportunity to live a good life. Well, you know, I must tell you, my father uh, and grandfather, my father was born and raised in the States, and my grandfather lived in the States for many years, and they lived in New York. And um, they knew, um, see Malcolm X and Martin Luther King many times, and also Fidel Castro when he came to the Hotel Teresa and stuff like that up in Harlem. Yeah. They, they experienced that, right? Um in the 50s and stuff like that before they came down here and, um, you know, at the beginning of the civil rights era. Um, the So I had a perspective from them as to what the civil rights movement was all about as opposed to how, say, my mother's side of the family that experienced it from a Virgin Islands point of view, that, you know, it's almost like we were slightly removed because we didn't have those legal issues here. Um, in terms of school segregation and all that kind of stuff. So people living in the States had a more pronounced and, and, and were more familiar. And I always got the impression, especially from my father, that there really wasn't much of a difference between Martin Luther King and... Um, and, and Malcolm and, X. Um, and, 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 uh, remember, they, listen, historians would always try to make it look like... They, not to say that blacks were monolithic, but they will always try to make it look as if, like, there's one side that totally is. And, and I'll show you examples. In in South Africa, they put the Zulu king, Mutabalizi, or whatever his name was, mm -hmm. against um, um, Mandela. Nick, and and uh, Mandela. They had King yeah. against um, Malcolm X. Yeah. They had Marcus Garvey against Booker T. Washington. Yes. You see, you see where I'm going with this. And that's the press. And, 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 that's, and that's the power of the press. They always try to divide that movement to say, well, you know, can everybody want this? These and, are the people. That's nonsense. Everybody wanted the same thing. And, and that's what, and that's what um, Doc Skoll mentions all the time. That fourth government is the power of the press. The press has yes. the ability to manipulate how people mm -hmm. view things and how people see things and process them. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, and the idea is to make it look like you know, half of this group, whatever it is, black or Chinese, whatever, or Asian, whatever it is, you know, half this group don't really want this. And, and I don't believe that I have because saying everybody there like that. I think everybody wants the best for their own particular group and for everybody in general. But you know, and but, to but, think that, but, but you know what that is, right? huge difference between Malcolm and, and, and you see that that's what was happening when Malcolm supposedly became more moderate after coming back from the Hajj mm -hmm. and, and, and visiting Africa afterwards. And then Martin became more radical by... <laughs> imagine that, huh? Imagine, imagine that, huh? That, yeah. that, that, that one was supposed to be non-violent turned the other mm -hmm. cheek when he first started and the mm -hmm. other one the other one was by any means necessary right? right and then and then as time grows on one will re one, the, by any means necessary realize you know something this really is about self-determination you know and right. self and self-defense and self-respect mm -hmm. right it ain't just about mm -hmm. being radical it's about self-respect right mm -hmm. and, and 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 mr um non-violent realize look like your enemies from within we got to find. We got. We, exactly. we, we, we got exactly. to figure out a way to not only go up against the establishment, but also keep the people that are wrong me from mm -hmm. from not keep it together. Yeah, and not yeah, not allowing themselves to be manipulated. Yeah, it, exactly. It, 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 exactly. It, 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 it is is interesting. But I I do want to say this though. 
um, their their debts at their ages mm-hmm. really set us back a good maybe a decade and a half, you know. Because a lot of uh, maybe a decade and a half to two decades, because a, a, a lot of the things that they were talking about and, mm-hmm. and asking for for our people um, in the sixties. Remember now, that's mm-hmm. the that, that's the decade, right? That's the late late fifties, most of mm-hmm. the sixties, right? Um, right. When they were asking, when they were pretty much telling the federal government, "Look, now, man, we can't just be about a hard day's work for a hard day's pay," you know. We uh-huh. got to we got to have more inclusion. We got to be involved in our decision making because uh-huh. are you sitting up on the top of the hill and watching us down in the valley trampling uh-huh. up on the grass? That can't work right. forever. Exactly, exactly. The the the, the you know the, what was happening back there. You know, the, the, there was to me, in my opinion, from like I said, discussion with my grandparents and, and my father and and other people and reading history and stuff like that. I find there was more commonality between the diverse civil rights groups and stuff than than there were differences. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 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 don't forget, though, they were using religion. Don't don't forget they were using religion against. March and Washington included black Muslims as well as you know the nation of Islam. I should say, were among some of the people in in the, in the um in the March on Washington. You know they. There were times that these these groups came together and, and held one head. But not only that, don't forget they were using religions against each other, no Christianity versus yeah, Islam yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was it, all about dividing, divide and conquer. Is, you know, Machiavelli. Wh- you know, wh- wh- which whole... made which made which made J. Edgar Hoover. Right, uh-huh. the most powerful man in America, as it relates yeah. to how people were living in urban communities, in 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 what were developing suburbs and out in the rural communities. Right, once uh-huh. Hoover Hoover had this 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 strength. When you are FBI director for forty eight years, yeah, Dwayne yeah. Henry, you, you hear what I just said? Eh? Forty eight years, span, yeah. spanning one seven to eight presidents. That's a yep. fright. That's a frightening thought. We we have a problem with monopolies nowadays, hoarding mm-hmm. money, right? And I wanted to bring this up. I want to make this connection. We see in all these metrics, right, mm-hmm. about how employment is down, jobs are being created, wages are being higher. Yet people still complaining and bawling because when they go to the supermarket, when we go to the supermarket, we pay more for candy than we ever did before. Right, <laughs> I had that conversation yesterday. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but but why is that? Right? It's because somebody in somebody gaming the process, right? Yes. Which we, we and the only person that could be gaming the process if employment is down, investment is up, jobs are being created, and wages are its highest. That means the people, them, the corporations who are making the money, they're undermining the process because it's only they. Well, they ahead. have the power to do it. We don't. Yes, sir. The American free market system really hurting us now in this in this instance. Yes, yes. Remember to be to have an effect on society, right? People talk about reverse discrimination, blah blah blah. We don't have any power to discriminate against their you know, white males. What are they talking about? We can't. We can. What are they really talking? We have zero power. Well, 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 I, 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 I can counter that by saying this, and and me and Buddha and Ron Phillips were having this discussion last night because uh-huh. we there by we there by where you there now by one love. Yeah. And we uh-huh. watching the Avis, 
right? Baga, Baga came on the show yesterday with his wife Betsy Resendi, and oh, and, and, and they have they they having a Virgin Islands history, a coalition of Virgin Islands history event next week Saturday, okay. and it was when she yeah, pulled up by the Avis to 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 buy the ad, she realized ah uh -huh, the Avis closed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So I talking with Buddha last night on Ranfels. I said, you know, one of the big things that we need to consider doing, right, is combining our forces, right. That's uh -huh. the only way that we could actually counter what is being done to us. Because if we can't afford to live or to run a business like how we once did because the cost of doing that business is so high, then maybe uh -huh. we need to consolidate all of our resources, right? But, but maybe we do. So Listen, we... they complain about federal government contracting, right? Yeah. We got all these late contractors. Some of them very good contractors. I know a lot of them very, very well, right? And I always tell these men, oh, you need to form a consortium yes, and then bid on these projects. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. That everybody complains about this one company, gain all the contract them. That's because the company is prepared. And not only that, they, not only that, no, not only that, they have resources, right? That's what I mean by it, prepared. It, yeah. it, 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 in order, in order for us, right? To truly be competitive, we got to pool resources. If that's yes. the case, we can't be fooling. Uh, uh, and here is something that I want to tell a lot of these contractors. Do not underbid on these jobs. That, oh, yeah. Right? Just to, get, just to get the jobs and believe mm -hmm. that you're going to do with the cost overrun process after yeah. the job start. Because all you're doing uh -huh. is undermining your initial credibility when you bid on the gig. And mm -hmm. you're gonna lose down the road. You're better well, off. And, and they're gonna get terminated. You know, yeah. Exactly, be, 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 because I mean, if if a gig is five is five million dollars, and you said, well, I could get it done in one point eight, and mm -hmm. the government taking your word for it based on what you submit, and then after uh -huh. it start, you see a, a supplemental for one point two to take it to three, then another uh -huh. one for two million to take it to the same five million. What's yeah. going on? Yep, and that's what that is. What's going on? Um, there's a there's a lot of that nonsense, and 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 in the and, and in the process they get um, delayed and delayed because these change orders, especially in them kind of sums, need legislative approval. Mm -hmm. The governor can't just simply say, "Okay, I'm gonna take on another million dollars." Do you think they gotta go back and get those funds appropriated, and it has to come from someplace? Look, the the, the system is broken, Dwayne. I think we could crystallize our discussion here because we we've, we've spoken on the legal front. We've spoken on the on the administrative front now. The system is broken, and we need to find ways. We need, we need to put mechanisms in place early on, right, to protect us from ourselves. Cause that's what I love to, right. And, and I told I told both of them this the last night. And and Rand Phillips he works with the Waste Management Authority. Yes, right. Well. What going on down there? I I thought they had done a good job there by Bassin Triangle. Now I see the cone in the road, right? I'm done with that. You know. I see the cone in the road again. I, I was like, what's going on? It got a huge hole down by the end of, I'm going to call it Chuckdam Street. Fisher Street and um, Watergut Road. You're talking Prince Street. Right after Blue Sky Realty. You're talking Prince Street. No way in that area because there's this monstrous hole in the middle of the street. Wait, wait, you're talking Prince Street heading towards Watergut? Yes, at the intersection of Prince Street and Watergut, there's a massive hole. Oh, Don't man. even think about driving down that road. So how you get to the, so how you get to the seaplane? Go, go down, go, go. Listen, um, 
You go park, 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 park in government, co come down, park in the government parking lot and walk to the seaplane. That's what the telling me. You could do that. You could do that all. Like, um, my boy uh, from St. John uh, up on the hill, you know what I'm talking about. Tell me, he went to see the fireworks at um, Seaborn, the case on the walk over there. Yeah. And he actually drove through the back wave behind um, Red Brick there. The old... Oh, the old, dot, the dot road to water got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because he got a big truck. I said, how you reach down that street? He said, I thought I went to the, to the old... Um, the dot the road. road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, coming out of the Richmond waterfront there. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Shabot, yeah. Yeah. Beach, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dwayne, man. Great, great coffee discussion. I won't boast you okay, a black, you a black coffee this morning. Th th thank you very much. And look, thank you too. Um, I'm out of here the latter part of the month, so... Um, okay. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna give you the specifics. I'll let you know when you go hold it down for me. I appreciate Sounds that. Good. Okay, okay, good. You, you got take it. Care. That's the way, Henry. Okay. Uh, great, great discussion this morning. And one of the things that we wanted to do, right? We didn't just want to speak about the facts and the merits of the national cases. We wanted to tie in how it impacts us locally. And I'm glad uh, one of my listeners called in to let us know that they experienced uh, double jeopardy and how. And how, uh, thank you very much. They actually text me back and said, great discussion for real. Uh, because we want the public to know, don't believe that what you're seeing on TV does not apply here on the local terrain. You know, that's one of my favorite words, terrain, right? It happening here every single day. And we got to look out for each other and, and be cognizant of how things happening elsewhere can impact us here locally. On that note, Update edition for analysis uh, January 10, 2023 is no more. Talk to you tomorrow. God willing. Be good and be safe. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Doom scrolling. Let's break that habit, folks. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where if you want to know what's going on in the world and why it matters, all you have to do is give your thumb a rest and perk up your ears. We've got the news, but we've also got curiosity, joy, and surprise. Tune in for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Music can be an incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.